Congratulations. You've made an excellent life choice today. You're displaying strong character and good taste in tuning into this infotainment web zone. We're poorly informed, highly opinionated, and hold no topic off limits. This is Idiots Discuss the Universe. Check, check, check. All right. Um, Checkity, checkity, ding dong. Perfect. Um, yeah, I think that we should try to really um, shoot for like 45 or so. Then the comp- I think my computer will be fine, but you know, it's easier to handle. Um, yeah, like two two smaller ones, yeah. maybe. So, um, welcome to Idiots Discuss the Universe, everybody. I'm Craig. That's Benny. I don't know if we. <laughs> to, to our dedicated remaining core of listeners, we are given. Um, I think we should start maybe with an update on a AI Asian girlfriend. AI Asia, yeah. Asia AI. So, Spenny knows she doing? we lost an episode where I was berated, and we we realized together, I guess, berated without 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 question that that's how you that say it, that your that your was, friend who cares about you <laughs> that it was a scam, you know, for sure a scam, and, 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 <laughs> okay. and, and all and all doubt that I had was gone, and so I um continued to um, communicate with um, uh, Gianna for a little while after this. Don't, um, don't call her. <laughs> the, first of all, that's an Italian name. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's, it's Spanish. She's Italian, Spanish. She's got it. She's a wonderful lady. You just don't. She does. Don't, she does seem wonderful. Just, I'm sorry. You just I'm don't. Sorry. You just don't get it. You just didn't. You, I don't. Never, you never. You never support me. But um, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to have an open mind. No, so, with so, this. so what I did is I just like she. she it, it seems almost like there was like some sort of like something in the air because the next text that I got from her after our podcast was very like we got to get this cyber money thing done pretty <laughs> soon you know what i'm saying and i've never really received one like that you know what i'm saying i really want to teach you how to do this and i'll show you how to put money into the account and all this sort of stuff um and i'm just like oh i'm sure you're going to teach me a lot of stuff you know and she's like you work too hard you need to learn how to invest and make your money through investing yeah. Okay, wait. Can we hold up? Can we can we give them some some background? Because we have to fill them in on the last episode. Okay, on where the last episode? Um, the the lost the lost episode. Well, we do have where, the initial one where you know I introduce everything, and we do think yes. we do think that it's probably a scam or an AI or something's right. weird. There's I, still healthy like, skepticism. You're pretty sure it's a scam, but I'm not so sure because I've been texting the person for so long, and there's been no hint of scamminess yet. It's just weirdness, right? That, that's where it, that's where it last left off. Yes, and it continued that way more um, for another couple, oh, another ten days, a week, or mm-hmm. whatever it was between those episodes mm-hmm. for us. Um, you know, I was getting increasingly like um, I don't know, just kind of where I was. I didn't get more or less like skeptical about it, really, other than the fact that something was definitely weird at that point I just didn't know what it was um and then and and let me say okay. that you that it was I was a long because he was you were skeptical the whole time 
but I was like, he's not being skeptical enough. <laughs> that was my and I, and I like and I, you're, you were right. I think I think in, in retrospect, as much as it pains me to say things like like Spencer oh, was right. Um, that, Spencer, that's, Spencer, that's my birthday present. Spencer was oh. Spencer was a little bit right on that. One. <laughs> God, I'm savoring this moment right now. Oh, I feel so good. Uh, a little bit right. Um, well, and and I, the clincher, which was my my favorite moment from the the podcast that was lost to time, was when we uh, I, I googled something like uh, Asian Twitter crypto scam. Yeah, that was and, the convincing moment, right? And, yeah, and it came up with like a picture of not the exact lady, but like a Asian like doctored Asian selfie Asian girl in gym and it came up with these articles about something that they refer to as pig butchering pig butchering yes pig butchering that that's what this scam is called for those of you out there which we're spreading awareness we're doing like a an important thing because this is it is like a um, the scams are getting better and better there's tons of scammers out there from all over the world and basically what these people do is they just befriend you and you know they'll they'll probably try to do it in some sort of like romantic undertone fashion mm-hmm. where there's like you know they're they're a beautiful lady and they're they're texting like a single guy or something like that and sure. um they go for they, the they, easy meat they go for the easy meat yeah, that's right they they yeah the, and the, they uh, the, the 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 limping the limping <laughs> I wasn't gonna the, make the metaphor the limping elderly animal at the edge of the herd that's trying to keep up with everyone else that's who they go for that's who they go for it's just nature yeah, it's just nature uh, at, nature it, at it work nature at work yeah it's truly it truly was yeah but um yeah and so, and yeah, yeah and then they they basically try to uh, they try to um get the person to like start a crypto account or something like that and that's when i was like right. oh because right. you ha- that day you had mentioned like i mean you know she's she talked to me about crypto or something like that right. you had mentioned right. that she mentioned crypto and that's when we were like boom mm, boom so that it, we it, it had captured the moment when we were like and, okay. and in my defense it was very um very sneaky how they mentioned mm-hmm. crypto because First of all, it was all about the design studio, you know, is like her main thing. And then she's like, also do this other thing that I make a lot of money at. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it started to be more about the crypto and like, oh, I'm doing an investment thing with my brother-in-law on Friday. You should put some money into your account and do it with me. I'll show you how to do it the right way or whatever it is, you know. And when she was like really keen on like showing me how to put money into a thing that like I I have the app you know what I'm saying like it's really easy to put money on the app you know (laughs) what I'm saying like I I don't need anybody to it's like sending someone um, Venmo or something like it's not like super hard you know to to do that I don't understand does she create or does the scammer create like a folder or wallet or, or coin purse or whatever the fuck they're called specifically for you like how did they get your money if you're just depositing it on an app i never i never got that far with her because she was like i'll show you how to do it the right way and i think that that was when she's like send me a screen cap and i'll show you like what to click on and she's going to send me to their site or whatever and i'm going to be depositing some money into their account probably is what was going to go on 
yeah. but I never got that far along with it. You know what I'm saying? Because by the time that she really started to press the thing, um, I was already kind of like, you know, over it. We had the second podcast, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I was just like, oh, I'm going well, to test the boundaries a little bit here and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, sure. You know, after she's all like, you know, you work too much and you need to invest because this investment is how you have the easy life. You know what I'm saying? You deserve it. Oh, you work it. too much, yeah. Mr. Craig. <laughs> no, it really was like this long thing about that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to work for my money. It would be much better to just sit around and wait for the big mm. payday to roll in, right? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, and I think that, I think that set off a few alarms. And then they just really went for the hard sell on the crypto currency oh, thing. Now, and you totally don't have to, but would you be down to read the conversation? <laughs> um, I think that would be. I just. I mean, it's okay. Totally okay if not. But if it's, if it's, if it's going the way that you're talking about, I would just love. To I, w- hear I will read. I will read one of one of her. Um, uh, yeah, des- yeah. I'll, I'll read. Curious. I'll read. I'll read one of the desperate, like here's doing this crypto thing. Yeah, I'm curious about the pitch. Just so, yeah, and because we're this is public education too, because I know some of you dumb motherfuckers out there would definitely give this person crypto. Just kidding. I love it. Everybody uh, here, who listens uh, to this and they're not dumb. Um, okay, here we go. Um, this is the one that, um, this was what I, I've had a great time so far. I'm going to a meeting this afternoon. I hope you're not too busy. Take care of yourself. We're in a race against time. Now we should use our limited time to do more meaningful things instead of spending a lot of time doing a lot of work. The rich know how to do business, Spencer how to invest, how to utilize capital to control their wealth, while the poor spend a lot of time on work. Friday's trading is just around the corner. Therefore, I recommend that you take advantage of this trading opportunity. Prepare in advance so you don't miss the trade. (laughs) And then I said... um, Yes, it's hard to spend a lot of effort and time when there isn't much payoff. Work is good for honest men, though. Work give life. Work gives life <laughs> meaning and, and <laughs> meaning and builds character. You understand the value of extending effort to get what you want. And then I gave her the hug emoji. <laughs> oh, see, this is what I was waiting for. This is okay. what I was. Sal- I was waiting for Craig fucking with a scammer to start. <laughs> and, that and then she fun. says, um, "I think the investment is the most is the most critical <laughs> lies in the grasp of the opportunity and risk control investment, whatever what? whatever that means." <laughs> oh my God, she's so smart. The first thing to consider, not the return, is to find ways to minimize the risk, and then finally go to consider how much return. To have a mm. plan to do everything blindly to do is certainly risky. We will plan in advance each time what to do. Analyze the data nodes. Your hesitation on your investment may therefore lose a very good opportunity to earn 20, 30, or even more or less. Or even more or less, Benny. Oppor- even more or less? Even more or less. Oh. Opportunity is not always there. <laughs> 
The market will not because you have hesitation and stop waiting for you. Oh my God! She, yeah, she's. But you get it. You get it. Like what she's saying. She's you know, panicking. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's she's spiraling a little bit. Like the English is getting worse. You know. And then I said, oh, "My hesitation might also prevent me from losing money as well." Not really understanding what's going on. Hey, I was wondering what the name of your what what the, what the name of your design business was. And then I gave her the the, the hmm emoji. And then the laugh mm. emoji. And then she's like, it's up to you. If you're worried about losing your money, I think you're just overthinking it. And you need to, you need to know that investing is for you, not for me. Mm. And I'm like, I'm doing research. Don't worry. I really want to check out. And then I said, her, I'm doing research. Don't worry. And I said her emoji of a pig. And then, um, oh. <laughs> and then I, and then I said, I really want to check out your business, though it looks so cool. And then I gave her the sunglasses guy emoji. And then I said, What's <laughs> the name? And then she's like, Okay, take your time and do your own research. And then I wrote her back. Uh, well, then we didn't talk for a day or two. And then I wrote her back and I said, Oh, good news! I found out how to put money on my account on my own. And guess what? I invested some and I made. 15% off my first investment. Nice. And then and then she never she never wrote me anything back from that. She didn't rep- she didn't reply not, to that? She's not responded to that. <sighs> yeah. I was trying to fuck with her some more but it was done. It was done. Damn, you should have been like <sighs> You know what? Like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know. And like, oh good. What'd you have for breakfast, you know? And then and then she could be like, uh, so, you know, and then you'd be like, yeah, my, my grandma just died today. She, she left me a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You could do something like that. But I think she was, I, I think whoever it was. Um, yeah. No, you um, sent the pig emoji that. It, it was done at the pig emoji. I think they did. Yeah, yeah, it was done. The jig is up. <laughs> Oh, I've been done. I did some research. Pig emoji. Yeah. I did one Google search. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, so that's that's how that, that fairy tale ended very happily. <sighs> well, I think it's... The, old, I the think old man wasn't fooled and the kingdom is back in order. It's all good. It is all good. It's all good. Yeah. I think that... I think that was a great um experience you know uh <laughs> no i think it was fun and, and i kind of want to do it again with another scammer yeah i think it's pretty see? fun i think it's pretty fu- i think the fucking with them part was like the most fun and i didn't do it right because i was kind of like mad at myself and everything but if i go in cool it could be pretty fun well, now you know how to, like, really pick them out. Like, I kind of doubt that there's going to be another... No, I think I'm going to let them come to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be... I'm not going well, yeah. to be that guy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just no, checked... I know, but you I... You could check your junk mail, and you probably... Oh, yeah. There's a bunch. No, I'm sure there's. this is already a thing, but, like, Scam Busters is, is a good time. Mm-hmm. No, know? I like watching like that any... shit. I can get addicted to that shit on YouTube. Like yeah, when they find their house and they do all sorts of like, 
clean out the bad. There's I watched one where they cleaned out the dude's like hard drive and got all his money out of his bank and transferred it out and like really fucked the dude's life. Got his plane, wow. got plane tickets and all sorts of stuff off, off of his hard drive. Yeah, it almost makes you feel Scammers. bad for the scammer, kind of for a minute. But I don't know. Yeah, they do that sort of like tenfold retribution thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so how have you been, Spenny? Other than um, keeping me out of um, danger's way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I've been. You've had a sick uh, girlfriend that you've been nursing back to health. Yep, yep. She's been fully nursed. She's back <laughs> on the job. Did she drive She's back out there making money? She drove out there last night, or no? She drove out uh, early this morning. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, um, I'm just dying to hear because you guys went to see Stop Making Sense. We did. Okay. So, um, and I, I sat and watched. I have it on the collector's DVD. I didn't. I haven't seen it on the big screen yet. I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to. It's down at the Holly, the Baghdad Theater right now. Oh, um, awesome. Because I've never seen it on the big screen, so so what did what did you think? I mean, I know it's not really like your kind of music, and it's not like the most produced. I don't know. I, I'm not going to qualify it. What? Tell me what you thought. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's a masterpiece, like for sure, 100. percent It is a uh, full achievement, you know, of. Um, creativity and you know the musicianship is almost like the second fiddle to like the I don't even know I'm not like well versed enough in in the style of whatever um I I always want to call him David Lynch uh, David Byrne Byrne, Byrne. David Byrne and the style of what David Byrne does but it's like this contemporary Americana like post-punk like it, I don't know what to call it's it. It's really his own. It's like David Byrne. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of weird because there's there's David Byrne adjacent, but there's not really anything that's the same as like that is what he is. I guess. Yeah. You know, um, it's like dance and comedy and I don't know. It's it, yeah. He's he, I've seen him live a couple times and like it's really like this weird energy that he's got. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he's really deadpan and weird at times, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. got this weird like magnetism or uh, not even like a mag, I don't know what it is, but this movie, in my opinion, like um, the most impressive thing about it is it is just a live show. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They didn't go back and redo any of it. You know, it's like one night and Jonathan Dem filmed it. And it was, was it really one night? It was one night, from what I understand. Everything I've ever read, because I've looked it up to think like, oh, they switch it. And the recording, I think, has multiple nights of the, um, of the show. But I do think that it is all one night. Okay, because it's definitely like the same place. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There were certain shots of like the same song that led me to believe that oh, maybe. there was multiple concerts because there, there would be like one guy he's like got the fucking clink clink and then he's like gone all of a sudden oh sort of okay well that's that's quite possible i mean I, I was reading about it last night and they did say it was all one show in los angeles 
um, but that I may have not. You know what I'm saying? I may have read more into that than... Um, it was shot over four nights. Over four nights, okay. At Hollywood's Pantages, Pantages Theater in December 1983. Okay, so four nights. Which, I mean, that doesn't detract from the whole thing. I was like, something this, um, like ambitious you know like you have to you would have to do it like three or four times yeah at least you know just because it's like because you because know I'm getting I, the best takes and because everything. i do know that on like the um on the cds and extended cds like they do take tracks the tracks are from different nights in, mm-hmm. in la yeah. so i knew that for sure i just thought the uh, um the, from after I'd read that last night that it was all one I was really really more impressed than I'd been with it you know um, yeah but I love how it builds you know like that's like the there's just so much about it that I super duper love you know like how yeah. like um, I don't know they were like so synchronized kind of and so high on coke I think Probably you okay? That's what we were wondering. Is 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 coke? And I was like, no. David Byrne is like a straight edge, like weirdo. I don't know. It seems like a lot of coke to me, dude. I don't know. Like yeah, they're it does, huh? they run for like ten minutes straight. You know, he he yeah. In that life during wartime, he's just running laps around the. That's I know. I, that's some David Lee Roth stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's like the the. Co- but David Lee Roth didn't do coke, did he? <coughs> um, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, he did. He just didn't drink. I just remember uh, David, hearing. No, David Lee Roth some, did all that stuff. I mean, I I just thought he he because he had like that bottle of Jack gig. Uh, bit and he was like nah i was fucking no i no Coca-Cola. no a lot of the excess drinking that he did was just show you know what i'm saying right. he would drink jack he would drink iced tea rather than jack daniels on stage or whatever but he drank a okay. little bit and he did a lot of cocaine in the 80s you know and i, okay. I think that david lee ross still does a lot of cocaine still i wouldn't be surprised He's like the. Man, he's like the. Isn't he a doctor? Didn't he become like a doctor? He's who the character in Deathlock, the cocaine, that cocaine clown, <laughs> Roxo. Yeah, he's based off of fucking um, David Lee Roth. I mean, I think. Hmm. I mean, yeah, super high on cocaine. Eddie was super high on cocaine and booze. Van Halen was very yeah. Um, what you looking at? I'm looking at their um, just discography and like how long. So they they stopped at Little Creatures. They stopped after True Stories um, was their last album. True Stories. Um, Stop Making Sense was their last tour that they ever did. Wow. So this was them at their I don't know their height and at the end too. It's so crazy. Yeah. Because they they were killing it as far as like as a band just playing songs like that was they're super it's just so good entertaining and tight and it sounds so great you know like man just fantastic yeah um no it's it's truly so good and um yeah there were so many good parts so many good songs seeing it with jess was pretty funny what did she think of it well, so, I mean, she she loved it. Like, she left the theater being like, that was so cool. But it definitely in the beginning, she's, you know, 
he's like doing the psycho killer and everything. And she like, he starts stumbling. The second he song, starts stumbling and all that weird stuff. Stumbling stuff. around, and then and then Tina or whatever comes out and doing her thing, and um, she leans. Jess leans over to me and is like, "Is is this?" The whole movie, because <laughs> I didn't tell her like anything. I told her it was a concert film, so I figured she knew. Just, this this is exciting part, baby. Yeah, this is the best part. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so that that was funny, and I think she was just like, you know, uh, there was a few times where I was like, all right, like you know this song, like Sago Killer, and she's like, no, I was like, what? God damn. Did she uh, know any of the songs? She knew Burning Down sure, the House. Sure, sure, yeah. Burning Down the House. Because I think they play it in, like, fucking Safeway, you know, oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. No, that, it is. That's one. the big FM radio one that got picked up and was that one and um, uh, Once in a Lifetime. Does she know Once in a Lifetime? Maybe yeah. Maybe days go yeah. by. Yeah. Go by. In the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, it's so great. I, I I love that you got to go see it in the big screen and yeah. Dude, it was so good. Thank you for telling. And again, me about like that. Talking Heads are brilliant. Like you can't you they can't are. go wrong with any of the albums. They're all like. Just, I'm going. I'm just, gonna go back. Just solid. Like, I mean, yeah. I would start with um, Remain in Light. You know, and let's mm. go in either direction from that. You know, one one becomes more punk and stripped down, and the other one becomes more like world music and intricate whichever direction you go and more poppy mm-hmm. you know they became more poppy after that but like damn remain in light is we, we've done an old golden remain in light and that album is just boom so good so good dude so good all the way through um yeah everything was so just like um sorry i'm getting into like a talking heads rabbit hole while i'm talking to you right now um yeah, everything was uh, just so tight. Um, I love the black backup dancer singer ladies. They're probably some of the best parts of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, they're so entertaining. Um, and, like, so good, oh, too. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like, so on point. Like, they immediately make David Byrne sound, like, amazing. Um, yeah, really. Know? I mean, he seems such like such a much better. I mean, but he is, like, a pretty amazing vocalist. Oh yeah, he was nailing it. Like, it's it's wild how much uh, I've grown, like to like those kinds of vocals because it was really, you know, I, for whatever reason, I think I probably just grew up in a time where that particular kind of like '80s style vocal, like new wave kind of thing, had played out. It, yeah, had played out. It had played out, and I it just had never hit me in the right way at the right moment, and it always kind of seemed like goofy or something like that. Um, but then now I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's fucking brilliant, you know? Yeah, and uh, the amazing thing yeah. to me is like watching the things that he's doing while he's singing, and he can keep the you know he continues to sing on key and when you listen to the actual tracks without watching the visuals, which is how I learned, stop making sense originally, you know, I just listened to the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, you can't tell that he's doing all this dancing and everything because the singing stays consistent all the way through it. Dude, the dance moves are just, that is some white boy swag yeah. right there. And that big, that big suit, dude, that big suit big is suit. classic. 
so yeah. sick. The, the the white boy swag is real. Like leaning into the jagged movements that white people like want to make, you know. Like we're not rhythm. Like it's not that we can't dance. They say white people can't dance. We can dance. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just like a herky jerky. Like yeah, right. you know what I mean. And he like masters. Yeah, and that. owns it in such a way that it's like it's really cool. You know, like it's it cool. looks like you're such a fucking dork, but like you're like the coolest dude in the room at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh-huh. and then those crowd shots. Yeah. Where they get the people who are like the, that. You know what I mean in the audience. That that oh, crowd is a weird mix at that thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, sold out, yeah. but like by who? Um, oh, and sure. I watched this ABC special about the re-release of the movie, mm. and the poor talking heads, dude, they all just can't stand being in the same room with each other. It was like this Damn. interview, and they're all just like so, it's like the most visibly uncomfortable that I've seen like a band really in, in a long time. I mean, just really, you know, they're all still alive. You know, they could just cash in like crazy if they wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they just are all like... Man, oh, Tina's Tina's looking great. Oh, they're they're honestly all looking pretty right. good, and they're all super fucking talented. Like Jerry Harrison's solo stuff is like this Brian Eno meets like I don't know. It's weird, but it's it's really good too. Um, and then the Tom Tom Club, I've never been a super big fan of, but you know, again, like it's pretty poppy and fun or whatever. You know, yeah that that Tom Tom Club part was. That was a part that you go to the bathroom, you know. Well, it, you know, you go smoke a cigarette, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, her her um, vocals are actually like very pleasant, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, why didn't she do any other vocals the entire time, you know? Right, because David Byrne was kind of a domineering freak. Yeah, know? he did. He did seem like that, um, but I really could have done without the drummers, like ad libs or whatever where he's like let's go you know like ah tell it to him ah (laughs) you're like what who yeah who gave this guy a microphone but it was it was all cool so that is a weird thing that um yeah what's his name wants to um yeah you know what i mean does kind of ad hoc a lot of stuff in there you know what i mean like even in the yeah I guess he counts down some songs, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But he does do like a lot of shouting at everybody, and um, it's weird. Yeah, I never really noticed that, but it is annoying, kind of. It's weird. Well, yeah, and I don't know, but I mean, it. it I think it does ultimately. It fits with um, like the whole goofiness of like the entire concert, you know. Yeah. So as a whole, it works. But then I'm like this band like is this guy doing this in every song you know because if so that would be upsetting um i i mean i don't know maybe that's why it's their last tour you know i i I don't know i don't think he did it in every song he couldn't have done it in every song really i just mean in the in the band tom tom club (laughs) yeah no, you know no, I mean? not not on the Talking Heads. What, I just mean like I'm trying to remember what, what Tom Tom song do they play and stop making sense. I can't remember which I don't one it remember. is. Remember, it might be Wordy Rapping Hood. Oh, um, where because she starts rapping for oh. a second, like for, and you're just like, ooh, yeah, no. <laughs> Let's see, 
Let's see. Uh, no, they play Genius of Love. Okay, Genius of Love. That's probably... Yeah, he does kind of do that in Tom Tom Club quite a bit, actually, now that I think about it. I mean, Tom, there's not that much Tom Tom Club that I've listened to. Maybe two or three albums. And I don't know how much there is. There might be a bunch. They could have been putting out albums for the last 20 years, and I'd have no idea. Uh, I mean, I think that they maybe have been. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just looked them up. Uh, Tom Tom Club, because like, were they banging or something? Maybe they were married. Oh, they're married. Yeah. Uh, Tina, Tina, uh, Tina, and Chris are married. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. They were married before the band even started. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see why maybe the band stopped then. Yeah. Well, they're still well, married. I think. No, totally. I mean. Probably had to get him away from the magnetic pulse of David Burns' throbbing loins. <laughs> no, I think he was having sex with the, like all the dancers. I, th- I got that. Fe- I got that feeling from David Byrne when I saw him live last time. That like mm. all of these young people that you have like in your band that dance and play all instruments because it's amazing. Like everybody that's in his band plays like multiple instruments and they change positions and they do all these dances and everything. And it's really coordinated, like experience that he tries to bring to like his concert thing you know it's like a stage show and you get the sense that oh yeah I think that probably all of them the males and the females are probably all sleeping with David Byrne he has that that weird kind of like cult leader kind of vibe at times a little bit yeah definitely especially that last concert I don't know it's it's a weird deal yeah, hmm. he's got his under the radar thing that he's got really established, and he just kind of, you know what I know? He just kind of does his art books and his albums, and you know, never makes a huge <laughs> splash, but sells quite a bit. You know, but yeah, it's um, it's pretty smart business. I mean, he was in the music industry when it was just fucking raining money. Yeah, you know. But again, like, they always say that the Talking Heads had, like, hits, and the Talking Heads never had, like, any songs that were very high in the charts at all. I think that Burning Down the House got to, like, number 20. I mean, none of their songs did very... Hmm. None of their songs did... Maybe Burning Down the House got higher, but, like, they never had a number one song. They had, like, number one song on MTV with Wild Wild Life for some reason when they did True Stories. But, like, they... Remain in Light and the Remain in Light didn't break the top forty albums. I don't think you know they were just a super underground thing all the way through the eighties. They just kept building because people kept hearing them and buying the old right. albums, and it grew and grew and grew and grew. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. I mean, like this is their big, their big crazy tour film, and it's like it's a solid amount of people, but it's not like. You know, right? And you can, a mind blowing amount. And you can tell that like they are doing it on a budget. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they've got talented people, but they don't have a lot of extra money to make it more than what they, you know, can make it. You know, it's just a basic stage, and they build it and light it and do all this stuff as creatively as they can. But it's not like a, yeah. you know, like Prince Sign of the Times, which is a really great concert film, but that's more like. 
that's so produced. You know, it's a live show, I guess, but it's so produced. It's like yeah. perfectly filmed and costumed and everything. It's just a different thing. You know, it had way more money thrown at it. And this was just like, oh, this guy's a really good director. Let's try to get our concert thing on film before we're before we don't tour anymore because we hate each, yeah. before we hate each other but we're a really good band you know I think yeah. that's kind of the vibe I got towards the end is like we all kind of hate her, hate each other and mostly David Byrne but we're a really good band yeah you know no I mean it was probably so fun to do you know yeah I mean and again like if you're in a band with David Byrne that's writing songs like that at that clip like I guess you just kind of like you know what I'm saying. Like you just kind of like okay. I guess I'm the I'm the keyboard player person, and I'll start my side band and do what I need to do there. But like you know, why stand in the way of the thing that is you know? Yeah, this thing is like it's obviously got momentum, and and this guy uh, annoys the shit out of me. But boy, does he get results, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And you can't so. you just can't deny like when you start getting into it like some of the shit for the simplicity of it and i guess that like what i love about david bird is he's got like the best sissy guitar ever because you know like there's the heavy super macho style of guitar in rock and then there's the sissy style of that meek weird kind of um i don't know how to describe it but like it's it's like a sissy style of guitar. It's like a little bit like softer background, but equally mm-hmm. equally like um, as um, complicated as normal rock guitar. It just doesn't like do the same thing in the same way, you know. Mm. And it's really like it's really interesting, you know, because it's like anti rock guitar is kind of what he does. Yeah, it's got <clears throat> it's it's got mostly like. Um, like punk and funk and like some folk you know what yeah, i mean the, Which, the slow songs like that heaven song at the beginning there's some folk and stuff going on but mostly they like the the bass you know he really relies on like the bass and the drums to kind of mm-hmm. like do most of everything and mm-hmm. um the guitar is kind of like this um yeah, it's like a little decoration. Yeah, it's like it's like African music. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. the, the guitar is like, you know, like okay, that's cool. It's just yeah. a bunch of shit, you know. But like, I can't like, I can't like figure out what the timing is of the song, but yeah. from it, you know. But the bass is super, like boom, 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 boom. You know? Yeah, yeah. and it's it totally. just fucking works. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's like sissy. I mean, I, I guess like. I, out, no. outrightly like when you just kind of look at it no, on its I, face, I think that like, that's what eh. that's what he calls it i think it's like that's what uh, that's what's kind of the common there's, there's a term for the t- style of the guitar that that david byrne played and i think it's sissy, uh, sissy guitar <laughs> I, don't, I know that was a long time ago they were talking about it but it was like the soft meek um anti-riff like an anti-riff yeah. style of guitar yeah yeah it totally is anti-riff but it is just as riffy as the other stuff kind of you know in, well, in a way well like the riff is made by like multiple musicians you know what right, i mean where it's right, like right 
It's like it's like the bass is didadoon, bing bong, didadoon, bing it. You know what I mean? Right. That's like mm-hmm. what I notice is like the genius of Talking Heads, where it's like they step back. There's no no one person is is like doing the whole thing. It's like you know right. call and response stuff, right. and and yeah. so in that way it creates something very memorable. Like which to me a riff is just like a thing, like a musical idea you can like sing back right you know or that just kind of repeats and i guess that that was emphasized at that time because they were kind of the antithesis of like what was popular in the late 70s and the early 80s you know because that was like the big onslaught of like hair metal you know hair metal was coming so like that heavy metal like dominant guitar thing was like Mm -hmm. the mainstream thing and so talking heads were kind of like this you know other side of things yeah. even though the guitar is great in it i mean they're super like they're super i don't know they, they were they're pretty popular i think you know they kept growing and growing and growing but it wasn't what people were ever going to the record store to look for i guess yeah. you know because they weren't really punk you know what i'm saying they're not like the clash or one of those you know what i'm saying they're like way i'm sorry we're in it we're in a talking heads um, rabbit hole but um we are to switch to other they were kind of punk they were kind of punk. I mean, they they played the same um, venues, you know, and the early albums are like kind of a punk folk sort of deal, I guess. It's like not punk, but like um, like uh, wouldn't exist without it kind of a thing. Right. Where right. like the vo- yeah, like the vocals and some of the guitar parts and some of like maybe the ethos it's it's art rock that borrows a lot it's it borrows a lot from the punk movement because it was kind of came up at the same time in the same place as the as the but i think ultimately as it shifted into other things you can see oh it's art rock it's not really punk rock yeah but at the beginning it's much more punky than anything else yeah yeah you're right Uh, that's that makes sense to me okay well, it just seems like that's where it's, like, coming from. Like, New York City. CBGB. Like, mm-hmm. CBGB, like, in response to punk. Like, it's not punk, but it's literally responding to punk from people who enjoy punk and have come up in it yeah. and maybe are, like, versed in it. And I, they're like, oh, but we can do it like this. Well, I, well, I think that the Talking Heads are arguably early enough that they're kind of like, well, we don't really know what punk rock music is, but we're going to make, this is our band that plays at the same clubs as all of these other bands. So we're punk rock because we're one of the four bands that plays in the punk rock. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. most punk rock doesn't derive off of us because they don't have a David Byrne. They drive off all the other bands that were there, the Ramones and the whoever else is over there. Um, and so you know, we kind of go off onto our own tangent where the genre yeah. sounds like the other bands, but we're it's technically as punk rock as anybody because you know we were there at the very beginning when it was what it was. Yeah, And there's a lot of bands that are kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? That are yeah. Should we um should we call this one a good one because I don't know where we're at on time. Yeah, we're like at 42. Yeah, I think that's probably good for a nap. Yeah, and then we, we got, can we come gotta... back and do one more. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, cool. That's um I think that's I think it's let's... probably a solid little app that we gave the people yeah, there. Let's bid everybody a fond to do. Look, I just got to tell all the people at home that they're just missing out on Spencer's festive Halloween backdrop. It is just got an owl and a bunch of jack-o'-lanterns, and it's just 
nice. Isn't that nice? Nice to see somebody get into the spirit there. I'm getting in. <laughs> I'm in the spirit. He's he's, he's um is speaking of in the spirit. He's wearing the same shirt that I saw him last time on thing, and it has been quite a while since I oh, have seen him. So I'm hoping that that's a freshly washed rewear of that shirt. Is what you know. The lady was <laughs> she was making a comment or two. <laughs> Have you, something about how it needed to change have, or something. Have you been? Have you been? <laughs> I forget because I wasn't listening. He only starts listening when she starts throwing stuff. <laughs> hey, what? 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 Oh, you? You think that? <laughs> what? No, I. I um. No, I've. I've. I. Cha- I took this shirt off after. Uh, the day after mm-hmm. maybe two days after um mm-hmm. but no i did laundry and now it's back but that's funny that it happened on the same day yeah i know you're right it's just like uh-oh spenny's <laughs> in a spiral and he's yeah i gotta gotta, no. gotta save him like he saves me all right yeah. all right everybody have a good time and we'll see you soon with more information love you bye now <laughs>